Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. I am super pumped about today's episode because I have my friend Deva Presence here with me. Deva is someone who I had the honor and pleasure to meet and work with when I went to Guatemala several months back. And I have to say the work that he does in this world is absolutely phenomenal. Deva is an amazing sacred sexuality coach and teacher. And in this episode, you're going to learn so much. Deva dives into sacred sexuality, the power of life force energy, orgasmic touch, and so much more. I learned so so much from him in this episode, and I can't wait for you to dive in. Also, make sure that you check out the show notes so that you know where to connect with Deva on social media and tag us when you listen to this episode. You can find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe, and also make sure you check out everything that Deva has to offer and all the work that he's doing on his site, orgasmicheart.com. So, without further ado, let's welcome Deva onto the show. All right. Welcome to the show, Deva. I'm so excited to have you here. I am so grateful for you coming on and sharing your magic. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I'm super excited and awesome that we have this um, connection in Guatemala together and I'm excited to be connecting again in Austin, Texas. I know. It's so amazing. And Man, it's been quite a journey of growth in the last few months since we first met, like we were just talking about before this. Absolutely. Yeah. So that growth is a big part of like my calling, I would say, in terms of what I want to give as a gift to the world. And that that gift is, was given to me. And I got so inspired by being able to feel my body in a way that I was not even aware was even possible just some, I would say a couple of years ago, a few years ago. So wow. I'm excited to share with you like my journey and also like what it is that I'm offering. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So do you think, are you referring to like the growth point from the Guatemala experience that has inspired you even more with what you're doing now? Even more, but my growth has been, has been from years. Yeah. I've been 15 years or more in front of audiences. Wow. On various different forms of subjects. And and it's through that process, which has been a forever growing process. I don't think we don't stop. I think if we stop growing, we're no longer alive, right? Yeah. So growing and learning new things. And it, in that process of like being in front of audiences and, and being able to see how they really get captivated by the experience and then hopefully take something on into their lives, I got inspired to be to teach a lot more and studied a lot about teaching and a lot about the adult lear- learning setting. And it was from there I began to dive into what in my life do I want to learn to transform me and in that inspiration of transformation, 
I can mm-hmm. then share that onto others. But this is what has guided me through, for example, I started with um, health and relationships. So mm-hmm. for 10, 11 years, I was doing fitness and, and health and speaking a lot on the context of relationships, which guided me into the relationship of myself and Mother Nature and Earth. That brought me through permaculture. And I became a permaculture teacher and did uh, permaculture courses and teacher training courses for eight years. Wow. Yeah, and it was very deep in that realm of, uh, of living and connecting to nature and how we care for the earth and care for each other. However, that never touched another aspect of my life, which was my life of sexuality. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm a human being with desires. Yeah. Desires come up and we're wanting to relate and interrelate. And my relationships were being harmed by my fears around how was I showing up in the bedroom? Mm. Whether or not I was able to keep my, this lover in my life. And it was through those fears, I was actually degrading the relationships, you know, by like making it their fault or blame or projecting onto them. Mm. And so in that learning, I dived into Tantra, conscious sexuality, Taoist sexuality, traveling the world eight years, studying this kind of stuff. Wow, you've been on quite the journey. (laughs) (laughs) That's so inspiring because I feel like a lot of people listening as well um, can relate, I'm sure, because there's a lot of multi-passionate, I call it, people. And I I always say that I believe that our purpose finds us by just following our passions. We are our purpose. And you're like a really great example for that because like you've always been on purpose. It's just expanded as you've expanded. Yes. And I think that's really awesome that you're now shifting into the whole sexual aspect of things. Yeah, so I'd say the last five years, I've been kind of in front of people sharing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't have the confidence, you know, to be honest with you. I didn't want to teach people just something I learned from another teacher. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't feel good because I didn't feel like it was embodied in me, you know? Mm-hmm. I felt like I would be a hypocrite to go up there and be like, oh yeah, this is how you like, have amazing lovemaking and meditate deeply and like all this good stuff when I was having difficulties meditating and my lovemaking was, you know, not, you know, necessarily in my opinion, this long extended, fantastic, beautiful, you know, experience. And so I was, I was growing out of my insecurities before actually stepping forth in front of others. And it's not to say that somehow I've, you know, come to this samadhi in like full, you know, mastered state. (laughs) (laughs) There's still, you know, the growth that is there. And it's the, it has brought me humility in being able to go in front of people rather than this kind of state of, uh, I don't know, being better than. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm right there, you know, with everybody. And I can can speak from a place of compassion and connection. Mm. I believe it's that compassion and connection that has allowed me to embrace and accept myself to such a depth that I can accept others. And mm-hmm. then by them receiving that and experiencing that, yeah, I teach about techniques and different methods that you can do. But I think that's way more important is a connection and our ability to like be seen by one another and love each other through that, that connection, that authenticity. And then miracles happen from that. Yeah. Now I can approach 
uh, a lover of mine and just be very honest and very authentic. And through that, there's more space that opens to the possibilities of what is available to us in, in our, in our loving and our sharing in wow. our sexuality. What helps with developing that connection that you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the first, the, the, the first thing that comes to mind is to be willing to, and I'm, I'm writing, actually finishing up a book. I'm going to send it to you. Oh, nice. I, I speak about the whole process. Mm. On, on how to get to these states and get to this point. The first thing is to be willing to um, reveal yourself where you are at. Mm. That's the first state. I spent years going to Tantra classes, Tantra festivals, and, and working with so many teachers. I never told them after years about what was really going on with me because I was too ashamed, wow. I was embarrassed to, to show that side of myself, thinking I would be judged by it the way I judged myself. Mm. Yeah. And so it was through, uh, finally, I would say after like two and a half years with a particular teacher, you know, I was like, hey, look, I have challenges with premature ejaculation. It's been with my life, all my life. And it's, that's how it's always been. And, and I feel ashamed of it, and even worse, way more shame now being in this old Tantra community, <laughs> like significantly more shame, yeah? Wow. And so I started to open up to that, reveal that ball and cry and like, you know, go through the emotion of holding on to the shame and then beginning to release it. And it is through that journey of releasing it that I have released the the force that was keeping it there. Wow. Being it as a, as a circumstance in my life, being circumstantial. And it is through this process, I started experiencing other uh, challenges that men have in their life around their sexuality. I went through periods of like um, impotent problems, like not being able to keep it up. And there was a short period of time when I experienced that and I realized, whoa, that's from, you know, the stress that we place onto ourselves, right? And I went through periods of, um, of like having waves of uh, interest sexually and non-interest due to my fears, you know, fears of performance anxiety and whether or not I should or should not connect. And it is through loving myself, loving these, these human aspects of our nature that, set, that, that, um, that we've cast judgments on. And instead, accepting the times when, yeah, I feel wonderful, ecstatic, wanting to engage, I'm horny, so to speak, you know? And then the times where, well, I feel chill and relaxed and we can engage in a different way. It doesn't have to be a particular way. And, and you know, this, these conscious sexuality approaches have opened me to those new ways, those nuances. Letting go of this need to be a certain way, need to show up a certain way. And women go through this as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you have the stories of like, how am I in, in my lovemaking and connection? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to share, that is. I mean, you know, it's funny because I've recently... Um, been feeling more called to kind of delve deeper into healing and 
everything around sexual stuff. That's one avenue I haven't really like delved into the rabbit hole with. <laughs> yeah, and that 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 rabbit hole is deep. Yeah. <laughs> It's deep, you know. I've always been a very passionate person about person about spirituality and motivation and what am I doing in my life? Am I living my passions? And you know, and that was like in the shadows somewhere mm. about how I approach women and 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 how I acted with them and and even with men. On top of that, it's not just with women. But the way that we carry ourselves around men, trying to be something in reflection to how a man should be with women, you know, so it reflects it both, with both genders, you know, or any gender for that matter. And so my relationships have bonded more because I have allowed myself to explore the depths and the ranges of our sexuality, which we can't uh, avoid or get rid of. You know, every person that we meet, there is sexual energy there. Mm. And that sexual energy is not necessarily acted upon, right? Yeah. However, many of us are suppressing it in fear of what actions may arise. And when we embrace it instead and own it, there's a level of expansion to our life force energy. Mm. And our life force energy is connected to our sexual energy. It is our sexual energy. Literally, we create life with this orgasmic power that mm -hmm. produces life, right? For the male, it's, of course, tied and coupled with the ejaculatory process. So we feel that, whoa, that drive, and then boom, you know, we release sperm into the woman. For the woman, uh, it, is, it is also tied, but uh, the female body has become very intelligent to where uh, the female body has a bit more freedom in whether or not it chooses to ovulate with a particular male body. Mm. So this is why you find many women, they have this power over whether or not they feel the orgasmic pleasure, unlike men, right? For the male body, that desire is, let me procreate my species as much as possible. For the female body, her desire is, yes, I want to procreate a species, but I want uh, a man that has a certain level of genes that I feel will help, will, will actually, you know, take my child to the next stage of like, mm -hmm. of my Yeah. Interesting stuff, yeah? It's very interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it goes well beyond like this idea of like how long can I last in bed? Or, you know, yeah. Kind of, it's really something we can take into all aspects of our life. Yeah. That's what I was, was like kind of when you were saying that like a lot of people have, like, everyone has sexual energy. It's like the life force energy, but a lot of people repress it. I would love if you can expand on that a little bit of like how when you just embrace it, it's like, it, it sounds like it turns into something more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, for, I would say in a feminine sense, it's like embracing your, your, um, your sex appeal. Mm. In a kind of simplistic way of saying it. It's like embracing that sex appeal and feeling sexy and feeling your oomph and feeling your, yeah, you know, and feeling your glow, like you're glowing. I gotcha. Without needing to exploit it, mm -hmm. right? You're not using it as a form of getting what you want. 
in this kind of manipulative sense because that's the kind of uh, the, the downside of it, so to speak, of using it to try to, you know, attract and draw in somebody for like for some selfish purpose. Oh, he got money or, oh, you know, I can get what my, get my way if I use this. It's not that. It's more sex appeal for the sake of feeling good about yourself and about your aliveness mm. yeah? and feeling alive in oneself and confident in oneself to, to, to stand tall, to raise your breasts up and out, to really expand your chest, to breathe through your heart space, right? And to radiate that and to glow that, to allow others to see you in your brilliance and your magnificence. Yeah. And it is magnificence in a sense of magnetic attraction for what you choose in your life without manipulation. Mm, yeah? Yes. So it's the, there's the source is different, but it looks it looks kind of similar from the outside. But you can see that you can tell the difference. You can tell somebody just really loves themselves and like, you know, and shows it through their through their movements and, and loves their sexual beingness. And in that, and embracing that and accepting that, when you are with someone that you are wanting to engage in this, uh, you know, in this like love making, in the making of love, mm. when you're wanting to curate the making of love and you have a yes to you, a yes to inside, a yes to how you feel, then your life force, which, which through the sexual means is your orgasmic pleasure, is infinite, is so expansive, it's so rich. If you continue to be in that yes, in that opening, in that allowing for the energy to just ravish you, to take you over, to, to, to move you in states that people reach for psychedelics for, you don't need that stuff. It's right inside of you already. Mm. And we have access to our life force to awaken that, to, to go to these really powerful places. I know. I remember you kind of did a little workshop in Guatemala. <laughs> uh, and it, yes, it was amazing. I actually, I guess, experienced some of what you're talking about in the form of like, just like getting into your body and moving and like, just um, the breath work was like a psychedelic experience for me when you were guiding us through that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, super. It gets very juicy. And what I find, you know, I'm doing three workshops when I get to uh, Austin and I'm taking the time to build because what I find is that when people come in, they, they, uh, they um, associate life force, the sexual energy, the orgasmic energy with privacy and, and with uh, a sense of saving it for a particular person. Mm. rather than it being this beautiful expression of our, our vitality, you know, our virility and vitality that we can literally walk in. As I'm speaking to you right now, if I tune into my body, I feel it's subtle. You know, I feel strong. I'd be like, ah, right now, you know, <laughs> I'd be like going into it. It's subtle, but I feel my orgasmic pleasure. It's right in my spine. It's right in my lower back region right now and mm -hmm. kind of emanating into my legs. And 
it's because these last couple of days I've been cultivating it, cycling it, going through intense waves of orgasmic pleasure, like really intense waves that I've, I've never experienced in my life before, because before, you know, you would just stimulate, you know, my penis head primarily. And then all the energy comes to that point because our glands have thousands of nerve endings and, and it comes to that point, and that point, the stimulation becomes uh, acute. And the acuteness of it, uh, the body wants to end that cycle. It's too much, you know? And so we literally come to this acute state and then release it. Same thing for the woman's major gland, which is a clitoral and a clitoral network. When we stimulate that, it comes to an acute point, which is then it kind of like, so to speak, burns off or ends because it's a bit much, yeah? Mm-hmm finishes we have the ability to ride a wave without overstimulating the body for for 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes you know for an hour if you wanted to and i'm talking about in pleasure not just like having fun and then finally you feel for 10 20 seconds some pleasure right some like a, a orgasmic pleasure when somebody says they feel orgasm they usually are thinking about the ending of it, like, oh, I orgasm, it's done, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm speaking of being in the sensation of heightened arousal for long periods of time by riding its waves without this agenda of, of peaking or mm-hmm. ending the experience. And in that, we can train our nervous system to handle these high states of experiences high states of, uh, of pleasure. And in training the nervous system of high states of pleasure, we're training the nervous system for a variety of emotional responses. Mm-hmm. Because in my book, I speak about the seven forms of different emotions, and one of them is the orgasmic state, this emotion, this energy of feeling orgasmic. And when we train that, and we can train ourselves in other areas of life, most people... They don't feel this orgasmic state because they're suppressing other aspects to the rainbow of feelings that they have. What do you mean by that exactly? They're suppressing their, their fears. They're mm-hmm. suppressing their grief. They're suppressing their, their happiness and joy. Oh, I'm too much if you get like ecstatic, for example. You know? They're suppressing their anger. Oh, anger is wrong. It's bad. I shouldn't feel that. Yeah. They're suppressing, you know, all of these different emotions because of some judgments that they have about what it means. And so I'm writing, I'm writing in my book a way for them to express without fearing. Because most of those fears or most of those contractions are because of projections. We make it the fault of another. We make it so that we feel like we have to come outside of ourselves to resolve when all of it resides inside. We can take care of our needs inside, mm. particularly our emotional needs. Wow. And so <laughs> I feel like I have so many questions now. Um, so when you're riding this wave of pleasure and like cultivating that experience and building up these other powerful emotions, like how, how long do you... Th- do most people like practice that process of like, I guess, building up to that and, and seeing the benefits in other areas of their life? Cause I'm sure it, 
affects the quality of your relationships, the, uh, the abundance you attract into your life, everything pretty much? So we know, we already know that uh, the certain chemicals that we release uh, due to with uh, serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine, and so forth, that we get from, say, certain drugs, or we get from, say, certain activities like exercise, for example, we're using it or doing it because it brings us a sense of calm, relief, relaxation. It brings us into certain states. And in those states, we're more productive. We're more enjoying, a sense of enjoying life. You know, we feel more at peace with life. And so if we're able to work with our uh, emotional resilience, if we're building a state of, hey, I'm willing to feel, I'm willing to, to be with these states in, in my body, in my heart, and release them, especially releasing the stagnancy that is there, we are all as well releasing oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine, releasing these things that are enabling us to be fit for life, to be fit for the things that we want to accomplish in life. And so I see it in, from that approach. I also see it from an approach of owning your desire. And by owning your desire, you're no longer in need of someone else to fulfill a particular desire. Mm. And liberating that is so liberating to feel, wow, I feel amazing because I'm curating a power inside of me that I am doing for myself, within myself, that is so enriching, so overflowing that I now have a gift to give rather than a need to get. That's really powerful. Yeah. And so our sexual pulses, impulses, are so, is something that we can... Uh, turn around onto ourselves and be more of a magnetic force that we are approaching others with love, with joy, with, yeah, with that sexiness without need. It's because people can feel when you need, you know, that, that, ah, you know, this kind of lustfulness. And if you're not, if they're not interested in you, that can feel very, um, you know, not so nice. Right. And even with somebody who's interested in you, after a while, it may feel like a bit much. And so we want to have this kind of feeling of, yes, I love you. I'm interested in you, but I don't need you. Mm -hmm. I enjoy, you know, our times together, but it's not by force. It's not by some kind of urge inside that is forcing me to force you to be a particular way. And that's the liberation. That's the freedom you know, that arises from these practices. Yeah. Again, well, I, I've, I've practiced for months at a time of, over many years. Where I had to be diligent every single day and do a practice, you know? Wow. I love that you said the whole needing, because it's like that whole, um, quote, needing nothing <laughs> attracts everything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> needing nothing. Um, do you work with couples a lot in the work that you do? Yes, I, I love working with couples. For me, it's the most uh, ecstatic thing because usually um, I also love working with singles as well. But something about the dynamic of the couple is I can be this kind of like third uh, aspect. Mm -hmm. yeah, And it kind of creates a certain um, 
held position in the experience that allows for a, a level of deepness to occur that wouldn't occur, say, they're by themselves or say, um, I'm just working one-on-one. Yeah? yeah? And I love that. It creates this triune, kind of triune experience. Yeah. Working with couples in the experience of lovemaking. Wow. It's incredible to do something like this. Of course, yeah, I've done coaching and it's okay if they just want to sit and like coach and talk. Yeah. Actual being there and like uh, orchestrating, you know, where wow. and what and like, and then and, and like really curating the, the experience has been really powerful. That sounds really, really intense. Like I, I feel like people would ha- most people probably <laughs> would be really nervous at the beginning. Like what the hell's going on? This is really fucking weird. But then once they surrender to that, it seems like that could be very, very, very transformative and like a whole new level of like authenticity and communication. Yeah. It would, it's, this would have to be after like many <laughs> many sessions where we're just communicating and they go home and do it by themselves, obviously. Yeah. You know? But it's like a whole next level that um, I discovered when a couple asked me. And I was like, really? You want to do that? Wow. So, that okay, you know, and they're just very open and they're very interested. And, and I was like, sure, let's do it. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And I'm not necessarily engaging. I'm just there orchestrating, you know, yeah. being a... Like a facilitator. <laughs> yes, like a facilitator. <laughs> Facilitating yeah. the sexual act. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I bet it really enhances their relationship too. Cause it sounds like all of this really comes down to a combination of like self-love and really being honest and authentic with who you are and also clearly communicating your truth with whoever you're interacting with. I would say that what it does is it, it surfaces things that are from, that are in the, in the, in hiding. Mm. I would say that. So I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say it improves a relationship Mm. because things can surface that really show what's going on inside and that could change the relationship in a a very strong way, you know? So when people come to me and and they have, say, relationship problems, I never express to them that somehow I'm going to make it better or they're going to have a great relationship. Yeah, right. I'm going to help them be honest and authentic so they can deepen and that deepening may deepen their connection to themselves and they separate or deepen the connection between each other within themselves and then bond even more you know anything is possible and so for me you know life is about living in a very authentic way not to say that you have to tell everyone everything about anything that goes on in your life that's nonsense but more like showing up for oneself to be able to show up for others, you know, especially in relationship. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing of all putting yourself first so that you can be the best for other people too, but you come number one. What do you think has been like the biggest change in your life since you've been doing this work for yourself? That's probably a big question. (laughs) That's a big question. Wow. And the amount of changes. (laughs) (laughs) One? <laughs> you can do a couple of like the biggest, most impactful things that this has brought you. I would say um, the, it's, I would say it's uh, priceless. The 
restfulness that I have around my sexuality now, the restfulness that is there um, around not fearing whether or not a relationship is going to work out. I'm no longer, or at least I'm aware of whether or not, I wouldn't say no longer, I'm still learning, right? I'm still like in the process of manipulating someone that I love, so to speak, in order to keep them in my life. A lot of us were unconsciously manipulating the other rather than just being consciously raw, vulnerable, and real and allowing the other to choose us. Yeah? This is rare in my experiences of, of my own relationships I've had in the past, which of course has changed significantly now, which is why I believe I have a beautiful relationship because it's raw and it's authentic. Yeah? And, and what I've mostly seen is people hiding from each other and doing everything they can to uh, you know, coerce the other person to be in their life. Mm in order to not meet their own insecurities and fears. And so these are the kind of relationships that I see out there. And I, and I challenge, you know, I, I honestly challenge people to say, hey, look at your stuff. Let's transform dramatically. It's going to be painful. But in the, on, the, on the other side of that pain is amazing freedom and living, like really living one's life. Mm. How do you, how do you notice the difference in people? Like when, or how did you notice the difference in yourself when you went from that, like, I guess needing it or wanting it or whatever, but like just letting go, if that makes sense. Um, I would say the first difference is that um, there's less worry, you know, not to say I was worrying a lot back then, but I was, um, unconsciously suppressed in the thing that I would worry about. Mm. You know, this is why you see people that are like, oh yeah, everything's fine. I go to work nine to five and I go home and I take care of my kids. And then they blow up when something happens. Yeah. <laughs> Even like sometimes like little things that just blow up out of proportion because there's something that's been suppressed underneath that they're not looking at. And then it comes up. And of course, you know, life is going to bring you these things because we say the words, hey, I want to improve, I want to involve, I, I want to really live more. Because you can feel that there's some stagnancy there. It, it, it can't ultimately hide from you, you know. And so eventually it's going to come up. And it can come up devastating, traumatic, and, or it can come up conscious, focused, you know, with bringing love to it, with bringing a sense of will. And so... It's kind of like what's called a rite of passage. Mm. This book, um, it's called Lover, you know, and this the book of the lover, it's helping people go through their own rite of passage where they're looking, what is here? You know, what aspects of my life am I really not being honest and true to myself, you know, much less to other people? And then how can I find the courage to really uh, uh, come into a place of loving myself enough to be honest to myself, at least, you know, find that honesty. Because in that is some, and you're talking about like what has happened, right? There's some spectacular clarity, mental clarity, like just phenomenal mental clarity when you stop lying to yourself. Mm. 
I don't lie to myself, you know, but then you start asking them questions and everything's yeah. like, you know? Yeah. So it's like saying, well, do I? What am I suppressing? What am I not saying? What am I not telling? And then this is where everything starts to surface up. And so I have a big, I have several posters in this book. I'm going to turn it more into like a workshop initially and then I'll put it into a book. Mm. Go on and they can bring themselves through a whole writer passage process and then come out the other end completely changed. Wow. So that's your book that you're talking about? Yes. Just then. It's called Lover? Yes. Yes. The Lover of Life, Intimacy, and In You. Like oh, I love that. When is it going to be released? Um, I'm actually, I've already written it and I'm okay. in the kind of editing phase mm-hmm. and then I'm uploading it to, to my site, Orgasmic Hearts, and people can, of course, get it from there. Nice. I can't wait to check it out and share it with everyone. Now, for those who just want to like dive into their, the, the specific aspect of sexuality, I have a book on there now. It's called Limitless Lover. It's a free uh, guidebook they can download on orgasmicheart.com. And there you will see very clear, very simple steps for the, the male body and the female body. Like exactly what you want to do to create, to demystify and create this long lasting lovemaking. And I think for a lot of people, it's like a mystery, you know? Yeah. Well, how do you last more than, you know, the five or 10 minutes that, you know, is average for, for people in, in the actual lovemaking experience? Now, I, I see, I, of course, I view lovemaking well beyond intercourse, you know? Yeah. You know, lovemaking is not just intercourse. You go inside and then how long do I last? <laughs> not, this is like some ridiculous idea of, of making it almost like a sport, you know? It's mm. You know, lovemaking is well beyond that. It starts with the candlelights and it starts with the dance and it starts with uh, feeding each other and it starts with, you know, the massage. It's like, there's so much to it. It's such a, it's very broad. Mm. And so how to take, you know, uh, but specifically, yeah, I talk a lot about the intercourse aspects of it as well and how to create, curate the evolution of the making of love. Yeah. Love that. Unified feeling of journeying together in union, in connection. Wow. I cannot wait to check that out now. (laughs) (laughs) And your new book. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of this and and dropping so much like value and education even and all the things. It's been really amazing. I feel like we can talk forever. And I'm excited to go to one of your workshops when you're here. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to see you there, for sure. Do you travel all over doing different workshops usually? Like, do you have like a, because I'll, I'll send everyone to your site as well. Where, what is your site, by the way? You could just say it now. Orgasmicheart.com. Orgasmic Heart. I'll put it in the show notes, but. Orgasmicheart.com. Yeah, put www in there. Yeah. But you do events and stuff all over? I've been traveling the world eight years. Wow. Now. I'm now settling in, in Veracruz, Mexico, in Jalapa with the intent of actually developing a retreat center or working with retreat centers locally and just more or less bringing people to me rather than me traveling a lot. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I do Europe most summers and as well as uh, throughout the U.S. Right now I'm on tour throughout the U.S. And so, yeah, you can find me just through my site, Orgasmic Heart, and you'll be able to you know, see where I'm at or connect with me online. I have online courses mm-hmm. where interacting with with people online so there's no excuse you know like hey let's get started you know yeah start one of the courses 
engage with me. We can do Skype calls and we can really make it happen. So good. Well, thank you, Deva, so much. Everyone listening, you have to connect with Deva. He's freaking amazing, obviously, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) So make sure you guys connect with him and check out his book and his upcoming book as well. So thank Thank you so much. Good chatting with you. And yeah, big hugs to you really soon. Yeah, I'll see you in a few days. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at thespiritualbossbabe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.